Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. You guys are all listening to this on December 24th and or the 25th because you wanted to spend your holidays with us. You should put it like stream it to Alexa and then, oh, she's talking to me back. And then their whole family can listen together. Oh, isn't that so sweet? It could be like a, like a Christmas tradition for everyone. <laughs> a new tradition. Oh gosh. Okay, so we had a novel, another double hitter this week, and it was also the finale. It feels yeah. like it came along so fast. Okay, it feels so fast, but it also feels like it was a year long. Sure, of course, as has uh, COVID quarantine experience as well. The days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, before we get into all of it, are you happy with the end? Happy with the end. I don't think that we we've had a normal ending like this in a while. I, I got think it. Yeah. The right decision, and it was kind of nice just seeing this thing and how it's supposed to. So this is, I have to say, the the very first ending for me where I genuinely think this couple is going to make it. Yeah. Well, I genuinely feel like she made the right decision, and typically I don't agree with that. Um, speaking of couples making it or not making it, Carly and Evan are splitting up. Yeah, that is a tough one. Uh, they have two kids together. They have two kids. She was a stepmom to three of his children. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ooh, was that a, a news alert? Uh, are they back together? Is that what that was? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just, I just sex out of it. Sorry about that. <laughs> But yeah, it's a uh, devastating. I, You've seen that love story. I'm sad about this. I felt sad about this one. Well, I think it's always especially sad when there's kids involved. So, uh, as apparently, apparently, this has been a long time coming. Reality Steve, I guess, had tweeted about this in November. Oh, did he have any tea? No, he just posted it and was like, "This is what I was referencing in November." Oh, okay. Like, what? Okay. I mean, I, I'm genuinely sad. I do remember, and I, listen, I take everything that this man says with a grain of salt, but Chad was on somebody's podcast. I think it was Reality Steve. And this was a couple years back. And he talked about like, because he was like obsessed with digging up dirt on. Yeah. And apparently Evans made a bunch of shady business deals so that has like gotten him in a lot of trouble and that's like me paraphrasing a a memory that's like a few years old so I'm not exactly sure what does Evan do for work do you know well I mean he was like a boner specialist wasn't he oh yeah 
Yeah. Like child dysfunction. Like yes. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know. So again, I take it with a grain of salt, but in general, um, you know what? The foundation, I gotta say, <laughs> that foundation was also sort of based on a lie because didn't Evan she, Carly wasn't ever into Evan and Evan faked an injury to get her Evan faked an injury to get her to like come to the hospital and she was like oh my god oh my god and she was like devastated yeah I never liked how the two of them got together I mean Carly broke up with him time and time again like she did not want to be with him yeah but I will say but afterwards it felt like they really had a solid foundation I know I know so I am a little bummed out I also remember like during Paradise, Carly was upset. I heard this another place. I, I can't remember where, gosh, my sources are terrible. <laughs> but apparently Carly that year on Paradise was uh, just not in, like she was upset because she wanted like one of the hotter dudes. And allegedly Alon Gale kind of pulled her aside and was just like, honey, you are not as attractive like as these other women. Like, why do you like Evan's a really nice guy and he likes you? Why don't you just give it a shot? Isn't that crazy? Wow. I, I also like always kind of had that in my head where it was just like, oh God, did she get with him because she didn't think she deserved to be with somebody that she was attracted to? Like Carly's a very uh, Alex, I beautiful yeah. person. Like, I don't right. I there was always something weird about how they got together. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And and then like her best friend was Jade, right? And so it's like Jade and Tanner's story was like unfolding in a really happy way. Hers, what? like, I don't know. Weird. Oh, I'm freaking well, maybe out. Well, maybe this is a happy change, you know? Maybe this is a good change for them and maybe they are will exist better as co-parents. Than yeah. I'm the- really freaked out now. Oh, I feel gross. Ugh, well, I'm sorry. Let's change the tide because we... I and I was genuinely giddy after. Yeah, episodes. I'm happy for Tasia. Okay, let's talk about. It. So, guys, we're gonna talk about it in order of e- like we're gonna talk about each of the guys all the way through because we had overnights and then we had finale. So we're just gonna go man by man. So let's start with Ivan. Oh. So to me, if it wasn't obvious that they were just friends before, it felt very obvious during the uh, this oh, their overnight. I know that they did like the record for the longest kiss. I don't know. I thought it was weird that Chris Harrison had to be on their overnight date. Like I, <laughs> I didn't really enjoy watching the kiss. I thought it was a lot. Also, were they not allowed to make out during the kiss? Like, I know. Because they, they were like, kind of smashed their faces <laughs> together. I know. I know. And I imagine it would be really uncomfortable. I thought that, okay. I have a theory. Hmm. I think that the person who producers know the bachelor or bachelorette is not going to pick gives them the coolest location for the overnight date. Oh my God. That's so funny because Charlie and I were talking about how it was the worst location. (laughs) I love her stream. I feel like, I feel like the people that, that they know are going to get sent home, get like the really unique kind of weird places, like an Airstream. Like the place that you would never want to have sex. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. A windmill, although they did have sex in that. Um, Mm -hmm. The, the globe 
thing that Raven and Nick were in together. Oh, like, yeah. it feels like, no, okay, and I'm sorry. The worst overnight location of all time was like a tent that was literally a few sticks and a cloth thrown over it for Becca and Garrett. <laughs> I know, but she ended up picking him. So. That's what I mean. I think that the unique kind of interesting, cool locations are reserved for the people they know are not going to win. And maybe it's because they're not great places for like sleeping together. I don't know what it is, but the person that they always pick, that they end up picking always gets just like, a great hotel suite. <laughs> yeah. As it, I, I like that. I like your framing is like, no, some kind of like cool locale. Not oh. something romantic. Not something yeah. Wanna... It's like something that friends would go see together. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It's like um, you've done that with your girlfriends instead of your boyfriend. <laughs> 100%. Um, Okay, so apparently on this overnight date, because we didn't see this, but it was revealed that Ivan wasn't religious and that was a incompatibility for Tasha. Which is is fair. It felt like just like the excuse. It felt like she kind of like pulled something out that he had said. Again, it wasn't there, but yeah, like maybe he just kind of pulled, she pulled something out from what he had said and she was able to use that to just like- I also didn't like the fact that she framed it like it was a red flag. I'm like, no, it's a different, like, just because he has a different value system doesn't mean it's a red flag for him. It might be a red flag for the relationship, but there shouldn't be any like shaming involved somebody not being religious that's why i don't think she thought it through very well i really don't i think she just picked something that she could point to to say this is why it wouldn't work because she knew she wasn't she knew she wasn't going to pick him and it was easier to break up with him that way yeah maybe you're right it was such a bizarre breakup though because they did have a even though it might have not have been a romantic connection they did seem to have a deep one and we saw a lot of different sides of Tasha with ivan that we hadn't seen before and the breakup was so emotionless like she yeah. was way harder for Blake I was like what is going on yeah I think Tasha's known for a long time she wasn't gonna pick him but he is somebody that made her feel comfortable and she was able to keep him around yeah but like still just like you're not even like sad to say goodbye I don't know I just yeah, I don't know it was emotionless like I mean gosh for somebody that like sent a guy home for like not crying or whatever <laughs> I know she was just like it was a cold act um I think like I was like really it was really sad because you knew it was coming when she asked him to sit on the bench with her um but the entire time I was I kept thinking this is the best thing for Ivan Oh, yeah. Ivan would not have been happy in that relationship. Neither of them would have been. He, yeah, he would want more from her and she would probably want like less from him. Like I, it it, it was never going to work. I think he's great. I know that he'll absolutely find somebody. I, you know, obviously root for him, but yeah, it's, he should not be with Tasha, and I'm glad he's not. I, uh, he is, I, I don't know how, because we're sort of in a unique situation where we already know who our next bachelor is. Yeah. The instance that it's like, we get a double bachelor. He's my top contender. I want Ivan as my bachelor. So my top contender is the next guy I want to talk about is, is Brendan. 
Now, well, he's not ready. He's not ready. I know. The problem with Brendan is that he's not ready. Um, but if he finds himself ready a few, a, a year from now. <laughs> so I, so Brendan obviously has been like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to get engaged. And then they send him to go meet Neil Lane and he has his hands in his pockets, sweating the whole time, not speaking. Awesome. All the other guys got such fun days and Brendan had to go ring shopping. Like, yeah, that was dumb. I was so dumb. I know. So I really, really respected Brendan for this moment. I really like this guy a lot. He's so sweet. I think he's very in tune with his feelings and his needs. And I think, I guess there's some people that are making the argument was like, if you're not ready, why go on this date? Or sorry, why go on the show? Which I get to an extent, but I also think he explained himself well of being like, you know, I was over, I was over this relationship, right? But being here and seeing marriage is the next thing, it made me realize that I'm not, like I'm still healing from a lost marriage. So it's like, you can be over somebody and then you could be, you know, he's triggered by the marriage and he's still not healed from that. And and I think it goes way beyond just him. It's like the healing with his whole family. Like he understands he put everyone through a lot. So I respected him for this. I'm so glad he did it before they went to a fantasy suite, obviously. I really like him. I think he's so cute. I think he's a little different. I think that if he can be ready in a year I'd love to see him as a bachelor if he can be ready in a year but I mean he is somebody who is who takes marriage really seriously yeah this probably isn't the best avenue for him and he's not as like focused as Zach you know um yeah that I I just don't know that this is the right medium for him to find his wife but I love him like, I think he would thrive in paradise. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, what did you think about Tasha's response? Um, I didn't think it was great, but I thought she had better perspective on it the next morning when she was talking to Rachel about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, she basically said a younger version of me would have been really pissed off, but I'm not going to push you. That's like what Tasha? you've got, you literally said, I love you to Zach last night. Like, I know, I know, what? I know it was, I thought it was really weird. I really like Brendan again. So happy that the two of them did it. I, I think Tasha knew at this point who she was picking. I think she knew, I think she would have liked to sleep with Brendan because she really had a huge crush on him, sure. but I think she knew who she was picking. This oh couple. yeah. 100%. I also think, I, I mean, it drove me nuts when they did this on Peter season two, when they had the girls come back to each other and hang out with each other after the fantasy suites. I was like, this is horrifying. I know. I but felt bad for these guys too. I felt really bad for the guys, but I think it was actually good in the case of Brendan, because I think it really gave him the perspective of what was happening. And he yeah. Was like, Maybe that's if it was just Tasha and I, you know, maybe we'd be in a different situation, but I think he might've just like, um, 
had like horse blinders on, but the fact that he was forced to recognize his reality, I think probably helped him get to the decision faster. Yeah, you're probably right. It was probably much worse for Ivan who had to be like Victoria Fuller and realize she was like, was sleeping with everyone else except him. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. That I love Ivan. He's so sweet. I like him a whole lot. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I will see him again. Paradise, Bachelor, whatever it is, we'll see him again. Um, okay. So Ben comes back. <sighs> okay. I, I don't know. I struggled with this a lot. His idea I guess was needing closure like he's like I need to say what I didn't get to say and I think I get it to a certain extent but I feel like what he did is something that like 19 20 year old me would have done it just felt like a child it felt like when she was talking to him she's like well why didn't you say that you love me before he was like well I was just so confident that I was getting a rose so I thought it would tell you later and I was like wrong answer Ben <laughs> I know I know like that thought process has gotten you in trouble every step of the way this is the difference between a Brandon and a Ben both have been through some stuff both are working through it but Brandon's very aware of what he needs and Ben it just everything he did showed me that you're not ready like Brandon's like I can I can see that I'm not ready Ben doesn't see it and it's, but it's like so obvious that he's not. He's not. And I think he can get there, but like it just, especially watching him back to back with Zach, it was just so obvious how much work Zach has put in himself into himself to get ready for this and how Brendan just hasn't done that work yet. I think yeah. he, or I mean, there, oh, sorry. Ben hasn't been, excuse yeah. me. I think he's, really early on in his self-help journey glad that he's on it yeah I think he needs to sow his wild oats a little bit um yeah. I think he needs somebody who can emotionally support him a little bit more than Tasha's capable of doing I think he needs to read more books he needs to listen to Brene Brown Brown's I podcast just, yeah I just think that Ben that or sorry that Tasha is the first girl he really really connected with after all the <laughs> trauma he's experienced and it, it kind of confused things I really did not like the moment when they're sitting on the couch and he was before the rose ceremony and he's like give me your hand and she does it and he was like give me your hand and she like holds his hand I was like you're telling her you don't I, you don't have to invite me back I just needed to say what I wanted to say but now you're like forcing like you're like give me your hand and then we'll connect and then everything will be fine I really didn't like that. Do you think this is who Tasha's dad was talking about? I think he was talking about both of them. Okay, I agree. Before we get into Zach, I I actually really did not like this moment with Tasha's dad either. I did not appreciate it. I, I didn't appreciate it where coming that. from, but I don't appreciate it. It's not up to you to decide your like. I understand being a parent must be really hard because you absorb so much of your kid's pain and it must be excruciating for you, but it's not up to you to make this decision. Like she's well, like a 30 year old woman. Yeah. And beyond that, what I really didn't, I didn't like how he was like, I just 
want to keep you from making the biggest mistake of your life. One, failed marriage, not the biggest mistake of of anyone's life. Like marriages don't last all the time and people come out happier a lot and like things are fine. Keisha wouldn't be the woman she is today and she wouldn't have made this decision for her had she not been through her her marriage. So I'm like, was that a mistake or is this just like a really incredible learning opportunity and a way to grow up? Yeah. Not the biggest mistake of her life. And two, yeah, exactly. Not not your mistake to make. Not your mistake to make. And you should want this. Meet Tasha's parents was very telling to me because one, her mom was boring. And then two, her dad expects perfection. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very hard for her mm-hmm. to be vulnerable or weird. Like she dances sexy and she's like, I'm a dork. Ah! Like, no, you're not. <laughs> Like, no, you're not. (laughs) Sorry, Tasha, you are literally opposite of dork. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's, he expected perfection from her. So she is afraid to show a single imperfection, which to me are the interesting parts about people. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. It it was a big old magnifying glass, um, like into why she is who she is. Um, and I think he sensed, I'm also, I think he sensed that Ben wasn't there. And I, I was actually talking to our mom about this earlier. I think he might be a little intimidated by, um, uh, oh God, yeah. uh, Zach. Yeah. So I noticed they are two alphas. And like, Zach is really going to take care of her and forever you know, her Tasha's dad is always really taking care of her. And I think there is a little bit of a threat there. Yeah, I, I felt that Zach actually said the perfect thing that most fathers would want to hear. But I think that you're right. I think that he was intimidating. He said that my, the expectations for Tasha were so high because you set them there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that what a compliment to give a father, but he did not seem moved by it. No, no, he did not. So I think it is going to be a little bit of a journey for them. And also Zach, as we know, lives in New York and Tasha's open to, to, to moving there. And he's also going to take his daughter away. I think... Tasha got along great with Zach's family. Obviously, I think Zach is the person for her. I've, I'm happy for them. I feel like Tasha might really blossom and become her own moving to New York and being around a family like Zach's that felt very different from hers. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. The idea yeah. of her moving there and sort of assimilating with Zach's family gets me like genuinely excited. You think the dad is skeptical of Zach's past? I don't. Not necessarily because it's like, oh, he can relapse or, oh, he used to be a party guy, but because Zach, maybe this is what you're talking about, feeling intimidated, Zach so confidently talks about his vulnerabilities and his imperfections. Well, and his, sure, possibly if he is 
that's a bummer because I think Zach's past is a feature, not a bug. I think the fact that he like has been through what he's been through, come out on the other side, forged deep connections with his family, understands the true meaning of commitment because he has to be fully committed to his sobriety, like makes him such an incredible partner. Yeah. Who is not going to take this as, as like a frivolous television thing that if that is the case um that is that's a bummer I understand in general sobriety is something that's going to Zach is going to struggle with for the rest of his life and that's something Atasha like you know will bear witness to um but life is hard marriage can be hard like I think the ability to work through like tough times and have that skill set is incredible I agree I mean I think that this is the best thing for Tasha. I think it's the best thing for Zach I think that we've said it I think that they're really really gonna work I'm excited for them but yeah I think the dad did not appreciate how open Zach was about all of this yeah because I think he sees it as a weakness probably yeah he sees well, first of all, he probably sees what Zach went through as a failure, mm-hmm. which I don't believe it is, but that's probably how he views it. And then he views failure as weakness. Yeah. And vulnerability as weakness. Yeah. Yeah. I was very put off by his conversation with her. Yeah. I it. And, she, and she was in such a funk afterwards. And then we saw, I mean, I, I hate watching people dance like intimately together. I was so creeped out the entire time are you talking about the bed what (laughs) dancing on the bed after the fantasy suite no I'm talking about the ballroom dance that they did oh yeah (laughs) like the head roll in the bottom I asked Adam I was like could you ever imagine doing this without like bursting into laughter and he was actually like well I mean it makes sense in the context of a wedding and I was like ew (laughs) dork (laughs) um no I know but in that moment like she is certainly a perfectionist because she would take one step and be like we're off we're off and And she was freaking out well first of all she was now we know Tate's not doing dancing with the stars because she was terrified she was terrified to even try it because she's like, I know I'm going to be bad at it. And then the second that she was a little off, she was, she freaked out. Oh my God. But that's, but in that moment, we watched Zach be like, look at me, breathe, do this. Like he knows how to handle her. Um, So I, in that moment, I was like, oh, we're seeing it work. We're seeing it work. Um, And, and then, I was very, very uncomfortable when they were actually doing the dance, but when like it was over and they kind of like silly danced with each other, I got like giddy. I was like, oh my God, they're meant to be together. <laughs> I don't know how many people were like, I am like, I am smiling ear to ear. This is like watching the best rom-com ever. Like I am so happy I, or I'm crying because I'm so happy. This is so like, yeah, let's take it back for a minute. So who, P- Pilot Pete was before this. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah Brown, Hannah Brown, mm-hmm. Colton, mm-hmm. Becca, mm-hmm. Ari. Okay, I guess I Ari. I guess Becca and Garrett did end up together, but that whole relationship's obviously like 
got a dark cloud around it. Ari, like it's been a long time since we've just seen a happy ending to this show. Really? And, and I think my first where I, I'm just like, yep, they're going to be together forever. Like I'm not, although I did feel that way a little bit in winter games. I I was just like, oh, I love all these couples. Um, But this just feels deeper to me. Zach is deep and Tasha's ready. And I think that they're going to travel and do a lot of fun stuff together. And I think maybe in a few years, they'll pop out a couple babies. I know. I think this is a good, really, really good match. I'm They're excited. Also, like, also just like so hot together. Like, no, so I good. think that Zach's a little weird, but I think Tasha likes weird guys. Well, I mean, she's not like dorky weird, but she's weird. Yeah, she is weird. They're they're all yeah, they're weird. I gotta say again, I know I talked about, I brought it up so much, including last week, but I there are so many times where I would just like look at over Charlie and be like, she's just so hot. <laughs> I know she's. Oh, well, I was just talking to our dad um, <laughs> today. And we were talking about Tasha and he's like, oh, she's so stunning. And I was like, oh, I know she's absolutely beautiful. Um, And he's like, mom doesn't like her. I like her. And I'm like, well, mom thinks she's boring, which she is like, she doesn't have a personality. And he goes, that's not true. And I was like, tell me one thing you like about Tasha. He was like, she's stunning. (laughs) Exactly. There's like nothing. (laughs) I like looking at her. Um, yeah, we don't know anything about her at all. <laughs> but I'm excited to learn. I'm excited. I, and I think, I think I'm excited to watch her come out of her shell with this guy. I think Zach will give her the space to learn what Tasha likes. You know, I don't know that Tasha's ever had that space to actually explore what makes her happy. So I think she's, who did she? Oh, she said this. Did she say this with Zach? Who did she say this with? And I thought this, oh my God, it was so telling. It was everything that we said last week. It was, uh, she she described herself as an independent woman ready to conquer the world. Oh yeah. And she said, I'm scared that in a few years when I just want to stay at home and be a mom, you won't like me anymore. And I was like, because that's why your first marriage ended. That's exactly what happened. He was like unattracted by your lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. and you felt judged by him mm-hmm. you felt judged by him for that and that's why it ended so I it's also like think that's a I also agree yes in the context of this conversation I think it's a huge insecurity for her but I also think it's a huge insecurity for women in general yeah I think you're right it's like sparkly it's like you know us being independent and then you know when it comes time to settle down and have kids unfortunately, just the way that it works is so much of the responsibility ends up falling on the woman and your life changes a little bit. And does that mean that how you look at me, like what makes me sparkly and special is going to change too? I mean, I think it's also, it could open up more exciting things about. No, uh, you're so right because it is, it's like, I feel like guys are attracted to like the fun side of women at first, right? And then you you have a deeper relationship and you get to know them more, but I feel like that's the initial attraction. Like, right, because I mean, I don't mean to gender stereotype, but generally for heterosexual men and women, women look for stability and men look for like fun, casual, right? Or or like easy, fun, easy, right? And so it's like, 
when if those things yeah if you start if that starts to change it's like do you love me or did you love this like younger you like that me? yeah me. And I think it's a yeah. big thing that happens when women get just like a little bit older and it's just like okay well it's just a little I'm just I'm not that girl that you initially fell in love with when we were like partying and partying yeah, not like dancing in a bar like mm -hmm. without a care in the world like now I've got like a kid throwing up down my shoulder and I have to raise it to not be a serial killer like <laughs> All your priorities change. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I cried a little at the proposal. Little, not like full on tears, but like a little bit of a mist. Um, and um, I was really craving an AFR, but unfortunately, just because of um, like tra I think traveling for the holidays, it just wasn't possible for production. Yeah, they're doing a lot of like press, like Zoom press and stuff this week that I think I'll watch a lot of. But I think Chris Harrison tweeted something like we're working on something for when we can do it. So, but they're still together. Yep. And they look really freaking happy. Yeah, they really do. Uh, I think we need- You know who they're spending Christmas with? Who? No, I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, no, I don't know. Carly? <laughs> Carly? <laughs> oh her she'll be fine I'm not worried about Carly she's a great girl um she is she's beautiful <laughs> um, okay well I feel like I needed this ending like I really really did so yeah me too I think this was perfect um we got two couples out of this <laughs> two couples. out of the season and we've got we're off next week and then we've got Matt James January 4th new year new bachelor yep I love you guys so much. And uh, I hope you guys are having an incredible Christmas. Yeah. And excited that you are obviously. You're all like listening to this in your pajamas opening presents. Yeah, like sort of like an old timey, like when um, families used to listen to the radio together. Oh yeah, like talk radio, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Cause there weren't TVs. No TVs. No TVs. <laughs> um, all right, well, Merry Christmas and we'll see you next year. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. And of course, the journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Frank. See you later. Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire.